This episode of Taco the Town is sponsored by Spanish Gardens Taco Sauce. Spanish Gardens is Kansas City's favorite taco sauce. After almost 60 years, Spanish Gardens is still bottling their Silva family recipe right here in Kansas City. Spanish Gardens is in a league all its own. You know, people stop me on the street all the time and they ask me, Dave, is Spanish Garden salsa? You know, it's not salsa. It's a topping for Mexican foods. Just open up that jar and pour it on. Put it on tacos, enchiladas, etc. You can put it on all kinds of stuff, even burritos, if you really want to do that. And be sure to hit up Guy's Deli in Westport and ask for the Spanish Gardens taco pizza. It's a match made in taco heaven. Folks, there's nothing too fancy about Spanish Gardens. It's what you use on taco night at home with the family. I guess you could say Spanish Gardens taco sauce has been helping families crush taco night since 1958. If you've never tried Spanish Gardens taco sauce, what are you waiting for? You'll soon find out why Spanish Gardens taco sauce is the most craveable sauce on the planet. Spanish Gardens comes in mild, hot, and extra hot. Available to purchase at your local grocery store. Spanish Gardens, a tradition of quality. And oh, what a delicious tradition it is. Taco the Town, the podcast where it's always Taco Tuesday. I'm your host, Dave, and I'm a man on a mission. And that mission is to eat at all of the tasty, tacorific taco spots in this tantalizingly taco-tastic taco town, Kansas City. Missouri and Kansas. We are the only Kansas City podcast that is feeding its guests tacos and feeding its listeners taco knowledge. Yes, we are conquering the Kansas City taco verse one taco at a time. We'll be joined by special guests who will share their favorite taco places and taco memories with us. We'll share some stories, share some laughs, and most importantly, share some Kansas City tacos. Welcome to Taco the Town. You know, it's that time of the year when our taco tastings turn to turkey tidings. That's right. It's Thanksgiving time. Thanksgiving is right around the corner. So we're going to have a very special little Thanksgiving episode for you here this week on Taco the Town. And we've got a new taco spot to check out. It just opened about three months ago in Westport. Let's find out what taco place we're going to be reviewing this week. This week's taco destination is Brick's Latin American 
Cuisine. Located at 4112 Pennsylvania Avenue, Kansas City, Missouri, 64111 in Westport. The former spot of the Westport Saloon right there in Westport on Pennsylvania. Closed on Mondays, open Tuesday through Thursday, 3 to 10, Friday through Saturday, 3 to midnight, and Sunday, 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. Bricks offers an array of Latin flavors from Southern to Northern America, bright and balanced and exclusive savory bites. Bricks is a trip down the border, exploring cultures and different dishes all in one spot. They're offering Insta-perfect cocktails made with fresh ingredients, a first-of-its-kind here in Kansas City, coming from a local family, cooking locally sourced produce and meats, infusing Latino flavors, all al fresco. And on weekends, they've got live DJs and a little party room in back. Definitely a cool new spot to check out. And guess what? They've got tacos. That's right, they do. But we're not at Bricks recording this episode. We are eating the Bricks tacos, but we're coming to you live this week from effing Candle Company, the brick and mortar location of Effing Candle Co., 3703 Main Street, Kansas City, Missouri, 64111. Let's find out who our special taco reviewer guest is this week. Our guest this week is the owner and operator, Grand Poobah. What else? What other titles? Candle Queen. Candle Queen at Effing Candle Company, Effing Candle Co., Casey's hottest new candle shop and dance club. There is a disco ball in here. <laughs> when she's not making and selling candles, you can find her exploring Kansas City, eating pizza, still eating pizza. Always eating pizza. Always eating pizza. Doing yoga, still doing yoga. Still doing yoga. Or hanging out with her cats. Yeah. And talking about her dream food combos on her delightful Twitter account at the Birdie Hansen, E-N, not O-N. Bop. In Hansen. It's her second time on the show. She first joined us a couple years ago on a very special episode where I faced my taco fears when we ate Fuzzy's Taco Shop and we still had another bad taco experience while eating those tacos. Have you recovered from that yet? I was actually thinking about that this morning and the memory that came back was how wet the tacos were. Very wet. Soaked. Just, it was not a good, no, mm -mm. (laughs) no. And we talked about your PTSD on the episode. And I think maybe like we both got it from the wet tacos. And then I I gave it to you. I gave you your own taco (laughs) PTSD. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to Taco the Town, Bernie Hanson. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy to be here. I was so stoked when you reached out. And we're here in your shop. Yes. I've been wanting to come here for so long now. So you opened, you used to do it just from home, right? Yes. The candle company. Yes. And that got out of control pretty quickly. And now you're here. What's your address? Uh, We are at 3703 Main Street, right across the street from the whole person. That's right. And then you're right next to a piercing place. Yeah. Tattoo shop and um, boogies and sidekicks is right next door. Sidekicks. That's right. Yeah. And you're open. uh, This is your busy time of year. We're hitting you at (laughs) holiday seasons, just gearing up. Yes, we launched our holiday collection last Tuesday, and so things have calmed down a little bit now. But yes, we are in the thick of holiday, and our holiday hours are Mondays from 11 to 4, Thursdays from noon to 6, Fridays from 11 to 5, and Saturdays from 11 to 3. But you can shop 24-7 at effingcandleco.com. Now, two years ago when we met and you were on the show, you... 
you were into crystals. You yes. gave me like a crystal crown. We did yes. a whole crystal vibration thing. Yes. Are you still doing the crystals or have the candles overtaken? Oh gosh, the, cr- the candles have overtaken everything. I mean, at this point in the year, last night I fell asleep sitting up with my glasses on and my phone in my hand and I stayed like that the entire night. So yeah, we're definitely in our busy season <laughs> and there's no time for crystals. Is there a cutoff when people have to get the orders in if they want them by Christmas or New Year's? Or- yes, we have our holiday cutoff on Friday, December 16th. We ship everything USPS priority. And so that gives us enough breathing room to pack everything. And if there are any shipping delays, hopefully get there. I mean, definitely get there in time for Christmas. Great. And Hanukkah because they overlap this year uh, and I am Jewish. Oh, when is Hanukkah? Hanukkah is the 18th to the 26th this oh, year. Wow. Cool. We haven't had Christmas Hanukkah overlap in a very long time. Right. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So what's your most popular candle, would you say? Do you have a bestseller? Yes. We launched the abortionist healthcare candle in March with Planned Parenthood Great Plains. It's a partnership. We donate 15% of sales from that candle to them. And we have sold over 700 of them this year. Many thanks to Monica Lewinsky, who retweeted us, and Busy Phillips, who retweeted us. But that one has totally blown everything else out of the water. Now that we're into holiday season, the uh, for fuck's sake is our most popular item. F-I-R. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And I know you might have been in the laboratory cooking up a taco the town candle. Where are we with that? Are we, how far along is the uh, (laughs) alchemy on that? And what was it going to smell like if you ever made it? Well, would it be a taco scented candle or would it be like a margarita scented candle? Because I already have a margarita scented candle. Oh, really? Yes. What's it called? It's called Rooftop Margaritas and it's a blood orange, lime and agave scent. That sounds great. Great. I don't know how a candle with taco seasonings would smell. I was open to exploring. I was thinking more of just a a candle that smelled like my podcast. So like... (laughs) It's not tacos in it. It's more Taco of the Town podcast scented. Oh, gotcha. So more like a Kansas City AF candle? What's that one smell like? That one is a raw sugar, clove, and sandalwood scent. It's made to smell like Kansas City in the fall. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, I think mine would be a combo of of taco, maybe tortilla chips mixed <laughs> with leather. All right. Because I wear a lot of leather. leather. Okay. I, I'm constantly wearing like just leather all the time. All the time. Can't get enough. And then maybe you sprinkle some bean dip in there. I don't see why not. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just my first, first uh, just off the top of my head. <laughs> I, I mean, you could get some salsa in there too, maybe. Well, you get some salsa in there. I know for a fact that there are mashed potato fragrance oils. Okay. Don't yeah. I don't remember why I know that information, but I have considered ordering it several times. They're like roasted garlic mashed potato fragrance oils, which is very weird. Um, I'm thinking that needs to go in the Taco <laughs> of the Town candle too. <laughs> just a little bit of everything. Yeah, it's kind of, of like a garbage can. Yeah, yeah. just kind of <laughs> like the show. Yeah. Um, well, let me know how that's going and how long you think that might take to create. I know it's been a while now. So yeah. I, I just figured you were just having a hard time kind of getting the right 100%, scent. 100%, yes. Okay. Well, I'm glad we had this meeting so we could get some <laughs> feedback on that. Okay, I I just got to say, reading your Twitter account is delightful. Thank as you. I said before, <laughs> you have some amazing just late night ideas about food. <laughs> And sometimes it's in the middle of the day. Sometimes. But sometimes it's, most of the time it's around, it's it's a little it's, later at night. Yeah, like after seven. Yeah. yeah. After I've, you know. Come home. Relaxed and yeah. unwind. 
just some of your food ideas are, uh, <laughs> they just open a whole cornucopia of ideas to me. And, and I mean, you should really have your own food podcast. Candles and foods. Candles and foods. Yeah. Maybe. Because some of your tweets, can I, can I just read some of these? I know you yes. probably, you might get embarrassed a little bit on these, but. <laughs> my idea of hell is someone reading my tweets out loud to me <laughs> because I'm an absolute menace to the timeline. <laughs> and it's your, your Twitter is at the Birdie Hanson. Yes. And That's like my personal one. The brand account is at Effing Candle Co. That's right. Have you ever tweeted food ideas from the Effing Candle? Handle? No. Okay. I don't think so. But a lot of people cross follow. So they get twice as much of me, which I can't imagine like voluntarily subjecting yourself to that. But are you going to stay on Twitter? You're not going to. I'm not going anywhere. anywhere. No, I can't be as weird anywhere else as I am on Twitter. (laughs) So some of these ideas you've had, your food tweets, your your food combo ideas, they're very truly revolutionary. Here are just a few of the of your recent tweets. One of your recent tweets, you say you love pizza. You said, I have a belly and heart full of pizza Toschio. Oh, yes. Brand new pizza place here in the metro. Oh, my gosh. So good. They just opened one on 39th Street across from where DeBronx was. And pizza Toschio is incredible. Like, the pizza is so good. The sauce is amazing. And the people who work there are so nice. So, so nice. We went on Sunday afternoon and yes, highlight of the weekend. How are you handling DeBronx being closed? That was your place. Oh, that was my spot. And I went through a grieving period, but honestly, since Tasio is right there, I'm good. I have pizza that I can walk to. That's all I need in life. I used to drive to the one up in the North Lane when it was the only location, but oh, now they're yeah. popping up all over all the place. All over the place. So good for them. Look for the little pink guy with the mustache and the, the he's got like a pink headband on. He kind of looks like Don Johnson. That's their little <laughs> logo, right? Yeah. If you see he's that. He's got like a really big nose. Yeah. Big nose and he's smiling. <laughs> looks like half of my relatives. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This one, since Thanksgiving is coming up, you oh, tweeted this yes. the other day. Friendsgiving, but everyone brings their own favorite fast food item. Yes. You said you'd bring McDonald's chicken nuggets, <laughs> Long John Silver's hush puppies, <laughs> Kane's chicken tendies, or a Baskin Robbins ice cream cake and a pizza. Yeah. That sounds like a great Thanksgiving. Friendsgiving. Yeah. I went to a Friendsgiving once and someone brought like a hundred chicken nuggets and I'm not going to lie. It was the best part of Friendsgiving. I love chicken nuggets and I kind of love fast food. It's weird because I did not grow up eating a lot of fast food, but now it feels very exotic to me and fancy. And as a result of that tweet, people, we've been talking about it for days on Twitter, people just popping up and talking about what they'd bring. And I have been discovering all of these places that I've never even heard of or had. So my list of things to try at this point is like 50 items deep. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just love that you put Long John Silver's Hush Puppies on there because oh, that is a yeah. long time favorite. Those oh, yeah. are long, uh, long John Silver's are kind of fading away, but I know. their Hush Puppies are next level. I actually didn't know that they were still around because the ones near my hometown closed when I was a kid and I just thought that they all did. And one day someone tweeted about it and I was like, wait, they're still open? And they were like, yeah, there's one in Miriam where the Ikea is. And I was like, oh shit, I know what I'm doing soon. (laughs) There's one out in Olathe, I know. That's been there forever. Yeah. My in-laws are near there. Maybe I can like woo them into taking me. Yeah, on the on Santa Fe in Olathe, yeah. Oh yeah. Check it out. Are you gonna have a Friendsgiving? Are you doing Thanksgiving here? 
we're doing Thanksgiving here, but Thanksgiving is like the one day of rest that we have until the holiday season just pops off because Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, Cyber Monday, like we will get so busy. We'll probably ship out about 1,200 packages between now and our shipping our shipping deadline for Christmas. Wow. Yeah. Do you think you could recreate the 100 chicken McNuggets? How much would that cost, do you think? Um, they should offer I'm, that on the dri- at the drive-thru, don't you think? I'm embarrassed to say that I have the McDonald's <laughs> app on my phone. <laughs> you, I thought you were going to say, I'm embarrassed to say I have it Googled how much does 100 McChick- chicken McNuggets cost. <laughs> this is information we can find out. Please hold. <laughs> I mean, like four nuggets. Well, four nuggets is not the move. Maybe they'd give you, give you a deal. Think they'd give you a deal? Probably you, not. Probably not. Yeah. I mean, we went to McDonald's last night, and the dine-in area closes at seven, so we were ordering from the app in the parking lot, and we had to like walk through the drive-through lane. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh boy, this is desperate." <laughs> they close at seven. You can't. They they close the dining room at seven, Man. and so if you order from the app, you still have to go through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100 nuggets would be nothing. 40 nuggets is $12. Oh, yeah. It will cost you 660 calories, though. Oh, wow. <laughs> so let's I see. I want that on my Thanksgiving uh, dinner table. I wonder sure. how many sauce packets they let you have when you order. Oh, six. Just okay, six. so if you order 120 nugs, it's 36 bucks, and you get six dipping sauces. Oh, that's not enough. This is more practically a bargain. It's practically free, really. $36 for 100 nuggies? Yeah. Wow. I'm Make in. that happen, for sure. Oh, yeah. I say we step it up. I say we go 200 <laughs> nuggets. How long do you think it would take for them to fill an order that size? <laughs> You'd have to maybe call them that morning and say, hey, just want to let you guys know I'm uh, might want to get the fryer ready or yeah. whatever you use back there. You've been warned. Yeah. A threat of a good time. <laughs> Here's an, a couple more of your food tweets. The other night you tweeted, I needed everything bagel with a thin oh, layer yes. of veggie cream cheese, scrambled eggs with American cheese and bacon and a sweet iced tea. Yes. I don't even think that was at night. I think that was like 9 a.m. Sunday <laughs> oh, morning. Oh, was morning. Okay. <laughs> That was just me being tired. But yeah, Sunday you morning. You seem to want, so your your tweets, you seem to want um, many foods. Yes. All at once. Yes. Piled on top of each other. <laughs> and your food orders are just amazing. Your food, <laughs> your food dreams that you're, and you're, you're always like, I want that right now. Please make it appear yes. in front of me on yes. the table. Because, you know, sometimes you like get home and you take a gummy and then two hours later you're like. I have betrayed myself because all I bought at the grocery store was vegetables. So I'm like pissed off at yesterday yeah. Birdie for buying only fruits and veggies when the belly wants what the belly wants. Right. Yeah. Uh, here's another amazing idea that, like I was saying, you need your own food podcast. Here's what you tweeted. What if Cheesecake Factory paid me to get stoned and eat through their menu dish by dish, and I made reviews of the meals that read like McSweeney's articles? Yes. I I mean, if Cheesecake Factory, if you're listening, I'm available 100%. I'm down. I will probably weigh 700 pounds after eating through the whole Cheesecake Factory menu, but that's okay. I'll deal with that later. That is a big menu. <laughs> it's so big. <laughs> But it's a great idea. I mean, has anyone? No, I don't think anyone's ever done this. Has anyone ever done it? No, it's an amazing idea. But it kind of like is reminiscent of uh, the movie Super Size Me, where I think after a while I would feel very unwell. Right, start throwing up in the parking (laughs) lot like he did. (laughs) 
in the plaza. But wait till you got to the cheesecake section of the menu. That oh, would be a, enjoyable, right? To be honest, I have been working this whole year on lowering my cholesterol. So I think that someone else is going to have to take on the cheesecake portion. Oh, wow. It's a great idea. Great. <laughs> you you are uh, revolutionary with these ideas. Here And here's another one of your amazing ideas. Here's what you tweeted. Okay, hear me out. Scoop-shaped Cheez-Its... That you can use to scoop up chili or cheddar broccoli soup. Yes. Why hasn't that been invented? This is an amazing idea. I don't know. I think I might actually have Cheez-Its blocked on Twitter because I was getting so many of their ads. Oh, after you tweeted that? <laughs> no, like a couple oh. of years ago. Oh. I was Could getting... you just look at, at Cheez-Its too much? I think so. <laughs> I think it was like IP targeting and they were like, this bitch fucking loves us. <laughs> she needs to eat all of it all the time. And I was like, excuse me. Well, they've no. got those other scoops. So they've got the Fritos scoops. They've got yeah. the uh, the torti- Tostitos scoops. Yes. What about Cheez-It scoops? What about? they got to be on it. Who's Cheez-It owned by? Who do I need to call to make this dream Is come true? Is that a Nabisco thing? Is that a... Um, that's a great question. Now, when you're when you're having chili, what do you put in your chili? Are you eating Cheez-Its with chili? Or are you doing the cinnamon rolls with chili? Or are you doing... You put sour... Cinnamon rolls? That's a Kansas thing, a Midwest thing. Oh, I'm not from here. Which so I never grew not. up with, actually. I, I, somebody reminded me recently, he's like, yeah, I remember in elementary school, they used to serve cinnamon rolls with chili. And I was like, I've always been what? cornbread or just uh, crackers with chili. Crackers for sure. Cheese, it's definitely. Do you put sour cream on your chili? Yes. Okay. I know that people have like a lot of hard and fast rules about chili, but I didn't grow up in chili country, so... I just do whatever I want. Chili wasn't really a thing on Long Island. Long Island? I was going to ask you, growing up in Long Island, is there a food that we don't have here in KC that you miss that that you ate growing up in Long Island? It could be like a, a fast food food or just a, a food that your family used to make. Hmm. I mean, I can get most of what I used to have, like Meshuga bagels. Totally scratches the itch for bagels here. Tasio, pizza Tasio, definitely scratches the itch for pizza. I think... The food I probably miss most is my grandma's meatballs. She was an amazing cook. So if I could just like resurrect her and have the meatball recipe, that'd be amazing. Oh, you didn't ever get the recipe? No. No, she it's took lost. it with her. Yeah. Oh. It's okay. That's it's okay. We we recreate. <laughs> it wasn't like a time when Pinterest exists, like when she passed in 2001. It wasn't a time when like Pinterest existed and people were like, right. oh, let me make these beautiful recipe card books, which now we have done for basically all of our relatives because mm-hmm. we're like, give me that recipe. I need those brownies after you're dead, Luann. <laughs> <laughs> if, uh, oh gosh, here are two really, really amazing tweets. So here's the first one. You tweeted, if you were a raccoon, what restaurant dumpster would you frequent and why? You said a donut shop. Yes. Which I think is a great, great answer to that. Yes. I would do like, you know, a taqueria, a taco spot. For I sure. actually, I think the whole cheesecake factor, factory thing started because someone said that that's where they would camp out because there's so many different types of food oh, and the there's cheesecake desserts. Factory yeah. Dumpster, yeah. Yeah. And someone worked there and they said that the trash for cheesecake factory is like in a tunnel or something <laughs> under a parking lot. On the plaza? On the plaza. <laughs> and I was like, I need, I have literally a thousand follow-up questions. I need all of the information about this. 
I'm just kind of imagining, you know how like the bank has those little tubes that go like vacuum yeah. from one end to the next? I'm imagining that they just kind of have like a trash chute where the Cheesecake Factory stuff just goes from one end to oh the other. I, I know it's not like that, but in my mind, I've I can never dream. even, I mean, imagine how much leftovers they have that they just drop down that, into that tunnel. <laughs> I can only imagine because when I go to the Cheesecake Factory, I have leftovers for like four days. Yeah. You get the four cheese pasta. That's enough for like eight people. <laughs> Imagine the trash from Buca de Beppo. Oh no! <laughs> Everything's family style. Ah! God, the plaza, that tunnel under the plaza <laughs> the just must be tunnel. <laughs> the trash That's, tunnel. If you're if you're a raccoon and you're listening to this, yeah. you should fucking go to the plaza right go now. Go to the plaza right now. <laughs> here, here might be the holy grail of your tweets, uh, of your food tweets, at least in the last couple months. Okay. There's been a lot. You, yeah, you've had some on there for years that I, I didn't backtrack that far, but here's one that you just did in the last uh, month. That's amazing. Okay. It's your last meal and you get seven courses. What do you eat? It can be any food from any time, even made by someone who has been dead for 50 years. This is a magic wand situation and reality need not apply. <laughs> and do you remember what you said? Oh, gosh. My seven courses has changed over the years. This actually started because my friend Rachel and I got drunk one night and she was like, if you knew you were going to die later, like, what are you eating? And I was like, I need more parameters. And she said, OK, seven courses. I I do not remember. So you will have to torture me with my own. Here's what words. you said. And uh Here's okay. Course one: buffalo wings that are crispy, served with ranch. Yep. Number two: you just mentioned this grandma's meatballs and manicotti. Yeah, I really meant it. Number three: a two cheeseburger value meal from McDonald's, <laughs> which was my go-to order for a really long time. That's a great one. Now, do you do onions on the cheeseburgers? Yes. Okay. Yep. I've always been no onions on those, but that was my order. The number two was the that number, the number two? Yeah, the number two. And then I also get four little nugs on the side. Oh with yeah. The sweet and sour four because nugs. I need the sweet and sour for dipping the French fries. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, number four, French onion soup. Yes. Number five, an extra cheese pizza. So just an egg. Oh, egg, cheese. So a pizza with extra cheese. Yes. Extra cheese. Okay. Number six, celebration cake from Susie Cakes. What's that? Oh, it's a bakery in LA and they did our, we did like, didn't have a traditional wedding. We had like 22 people. And so we didn't need one of those like gigantic tower cake situations. So we just got a celebration cake from Susie Cakes, which is basically fancy funfetti. And the frosting itself is kind of like a Tiffany blue color. It's so good. Sounds great. It's so good. You if said you, funfetti. That's... Yeah. I basically eat like a five-year-old is the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, give me chicken nuggets. Give me funfetti Give cake. me two cheeseburgers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. My cholesterol is making more sense now that we're talking. <laughs> and number seven, you said a chocolate peanut butter ice cream cake. Which Oh, fuck yeah. From Baskin Robbins. So good. Yeah. My birthday is usually around Easter every year, so my grandma always got these Baskin Robin cakes that look like bunnies. And I remember I, those. Yeah, that's the shit right there. I tried to come up with mine. This, this is really hard to do. So here's mine. Start with some peanut wings. Mm -hmm. Then uh, second course, a beef on bun from Gates with fries. Beef on a bun sandwich, lots of sauce. Number three, I'd go uh, in a tub, meat and cheese tacos. Have you had in a tub yet? I have, but 
I had it when my husband rode his bike there, which like from Midtown is kind of a hike. And he brought it back, okay. which was very sweet, but probably not the optimal in a yeah. tub experience. Got to get it fresh. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So maybe like three in a tub tacos. Have you had the steak soup from Plaza 3, which is an old Kansas City restaurant. No, I've never been there. If you want to get a good steak, you, know, you love soup, right? I do love soup. And it's soup season. We are entering soup season. I shifted into soup mode on Sunday. I made <laughs> two different kinds. The steak soup recipe from Plaza 3, look it up. It's online. It's pretty oh, famous. All right. It's like our family soup recipe. It's, I'm not the family of Plaza 3, but we've adopted <laughs> it as our family soup recipe. It's very good. So if you want a good steak soup. Good soup. Lots of vegetable in there. Lots of steak. Very good. Um, I'd have that. Then I'd go an extra long cheese coney, chili cheese coney from Sonic. Oh, very good. Yeah. I I ate one of those like every day, summer 92, I think. (laughs) And I was still really super skinny. I have no idea why. If I could have a superpower, I would not want to fly or read minds. I would want like the metabolism of a 14 year old boy that plays soccer and no repercussions. None whatsoever. I just want to be able to eat whatever I want because in my mind, I could just eat all day, but then I would look like Jabba the Hutt (laughs) and I'm trying not to. No offense, Jabba, if you're listening. We have raccoons listening. We have Jabba the Hutt listening to the show. And then I ended up with a little, a slice of pepperoni and sausage pizza from Original Pizza. Have you had Original Pizza yet? It's very similar to Pizza Tasio. And then I'd ended up with a Choco Taco from Tiki Taco. Oh, Choco Taco. Have you had their new ta- Choco Tacos I yet? haven't, but that was always like when the ice cream man came to our neighborhood, Choco Taco all the way. Either yeah. that or the Tweety Bird ice oh, yeah. cream bar. Yep. But yeah, these tweets, you know, <laughs> so many great food ideas. You should write a book. I'll have to go back and look at my tweets. I used to say, like preface the tweet with, okay, I'm Stony Baloney and I want, but then I stopped doing it. And so I think there's probably a repository of tweets from the past few years that start with or contain Stony Baloney. So I think advanced Twitter search can probably get me most of the ideas back. Oh, you're right. Yeah. You could just search Stony Baloney. Yeah. Maybe that would be your podcast. <laughs> Then it doesn't have to be like a Cheesecake Factory one and it could just be me getting stoned and eating food or thinking about food. That could be the name of your book too. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I'm Stony Baloney. Stony Baloney, a memoir. (laughs) Right. So I've got some taco news stories of the week. Great. Some of them are taco related and some of them aren't. Do you want to check the taco ticker? Yeah. All right, let's do it. So this story... It kind of goes, the reason I want to read it is it kind of goes in with the theme here of your tweets and uh, all the tacos we're going to eat tonight, Mm -hmm. food, food related, not taco related. Here we go. Have you heard about the guy in Philadelphia that ate 40 rotisserie chickens in 40 days? I have not. He is, he started doing it 40 days ago. He just wrapped this up. He said, I just felt like I was doing this for a very important reason. What could that important reason be? (laughs) Let me read you a little bit of this story. So just over a month ago, Alexander Tominsky was an ordinary man. Now, thanks to nothing more than an iron wheel and iron guts, he has transformed himself into a legend. Eating 40 rotisserie chickens in 40 days and ensuring his place in history as the Philadelphia chicken man. Speaking to the New York Times... Following the completion of his mission yesterday before a throng of cheering spectators, he just set up like a folding table and would just eat it in the parking lot. (laughs) 
Tominsky said that it wasn't easy to achieve his goal. Initially, he would annihilate a chicken in 20 minutes, and there was no pain. But as he continued his work over the following weeks, Tominsky needed roughly two hours and started to feel cramped up, bloated from all the sodium, and said that he came to believe that he could feel the pulse of his heart through his stomach. <laughs> Wait, God, he... So it's a, um, a supersize me situation. It is a supersize me situation, but like, I wonder if he got gout from the whole thing because that's a lot of chicken. And like, is he eating the whole chicken every single time? He eats the whole chicken. Yeah. Oof. If that was a Costco sized chicken, no, that's that's like a three day meal. He's so. <laughs> Where are these chickens from? I mean, if it's the only thing he eats that day, do you think it would be that? I mean, I don't know why he would start to feel, I mean, maybe too much salt. Too much salt, too much protein. I mean, that's a that's a great way to get gout. Does he eat the does he eat the skin, right? Cuz that's Hopefully bad. Hopefully not. Says, I mean, it is delicious. He says here the concept of a rotisserie chicken itself also began to change with time. Tominsky said that he became disgusted with the slimy sounds that accompany <laughs> company picking out dark meat, too salty and greasy or white meat dry. From the bird, by the time he was on the home stretch, his strategy required him to chew the chicken into small pieces, mush it in his mouth, and slurp it down with water. So he's doing the whole like hot Nathan's dog. hot dog yeah. situation, which is so gross. I honestly I can't watch it. It's, it's the, the dunking in the water. He says he uh, nevertheless he persevered. He uh, he's thirty one. He works as a restaurant server in Philadelphia. He wasn't driven by making money, settling a bet, or becoming famous. His Twitter description doesn't include any links and reads simply, I ate chicken. <laughs> he was driven by something pure, Tominsky told the Times, that much of the world is in pain, so he must do something that brings him pain to make others smile. He added that it just felt like I was doing this for a very important reason and that his personal agony was microscopic in comparison to what the world lives with and sees every day. Even if he happened to, for some silly reason, pass away from eating the 40 chickens, Tominsky said that he would have been okay with the sacrifice. Fortunately, that hasn't been the case. Tominsky is alive and well. He will go on to eat many more chickens, maybe spaced out a bit better in the future. And thanks to the sacrifice he made of his body for the last 40 days, all of humanity now understands the incredible feats we're capable of as we recognize our own strength. Wow, that's quite a story. Yeah. And I, I think he got the attention by posting just flyers <laughs> up around town that said, come to this parking lot and watch, watch me, me eat chicken. Yeah, watch me eat a rotisserie chicken. And he was eating it with his hands just in the, at a folding table. <laughs> hey guys, I'm going to be eating chicken in the park. Like what? No, dude. Uh, call your grandma or something. Like do something better with your time. I think I could maybe do like, uh, like a week of doing that. But yeah, 40 days, too much. Too much. If it's the only thing I ate that day, I think it would be fine. But would you look forward to it? Is the real Probably question. Probably not towards the end. Probably yeah. not. Yeah. No. But you, I mean, you're still going strong with tacos. I'm eating tacos every day. Every day. Every but week. Different tacos. Different styles. Yeah. yeah. And we're adding some chips and guac with it. Yeah. I haven't got the gout yet, so I'm doing good. <laughs> Just wait. <laughs> Great. Can't wait. <laughs> I have like four family members that have gout. Oh, no. They're so random. And they're like, be careful. And I'm like, I, we eat a lot of beans instead of animal products in the house. So I think we're good. So if you eat beans that you won't get the gout, is that the, I don't think so. Okay. I think it's like animal protein for the most part. Okay. But yeah, we, we don't eat meat in our house. So anytime we eat meat, it's like at a restaurant or something, or like if we really, really want it. Oh, well I've got these meat tacos tonight. Are you going to be okay? They'll be great. Okay. Yes. All right. 
I mean, it's not I, a hard and fast rule. I got a fish taco too for oh, you. Yeah. So, all right. We're, uh, we like to call it flexitarian. Mm, nice. I've got one more taco story here. Electric car chargers. Do you have an electric car? I don't. don't we don't have a car at all. You don't have a car. That's yeah. right. Electric car chargers are coming to more than 100 Taco Bell locations. We've talked about this a little bit on the show before. Electric charging stations are coming to more than 100 Taco Bell locations in California over the next year. Taco Bell location in South San Francisco owned by Diversified Restaurant Group became the first of the locations to unveil the solar-powered charging stations at a grand opening event a couple Tuesdays ago. They operate nearly 300 Taco Bell locations in four states, 28 Arby's, so maybe they're coming to Arby's too. They install charging stations at more than 100 of the California Taco Bell locations, and you can get an EV charge and a Chalupa all-in-one easy stop. ChargeNet Station CEO Tosh Dutt said in a news release, what a name. The beloved fast food eatery is the latest brand to become a part of the emerging EV charging infrastructure as the country transitions from gas-powered vehicles. And it says Starbucks has announced the plan as well in five states connecting Seattle to Denver. And Swedish furniture retailer IKEA said it would open public charging stations at more than 25 of its locations across the U.S. How much of a charge can you get when you're just inside eating a taco at Taco Bell? I mean, yeah, you're going to have to spend a lot of time. Yeah. I thought the whole thing was like that it takes a long time for an EV to charge. Yeah. Let's ask the internet. How long does it take? You're going to have to, maybe that's the ploys to get you to go inside. For sure. Order, sit down, order food. And you're like, "Ah, I got another 30 minutes, but go back and order up, you know, a second meal, you know, (laughs) it's all, it's all about getting that food ordered, you know? Yeah. That's like, it's like happy hour. Yeah. How long does it take to charge? I mean, it apparently depends. So the time it takes to charge an electric car can be as little as 30 minutes or more than 12 hours. Mm. So, um, yeah, I guess ask a lot of questions before you buy an electric vehicle, because I don't want to be at Taco Bell for 12 hours. No offense. It's going to turn all these Taco Bells into just hangouts, kind of like biker bars along the California highway. I mean, if they're all Taco Bell cantinas like the one in Westport, then... For sure. Got alcohol, you got tacos, they have like 20 TVs in there. It's it's an experience. Very much. It's it's a great experience. I recommend everyone (laughs) spend at least three or four nights a week at the Taco Bell Cantina. Do you really? Uh no, I mean we don't we don't want to get into what I do (laughs) and where I go um hang out. At the taco you're just having a Baja blast. I know, I am. Always and I love day. that for you. Think about how many Baja blasts you could do for t- sitting twelve at a hours. Bell, Bell for twelve hours. If it's the ones with alcohol in it, you'd be Baja blasted in no time. No time. <laughs> let's uh, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back after these messages. Hey folks, Dave from Taco the Town here, and I'm here to tell you, Sun Eaters are back with their seventh album, Sun Eaters 4, Absinthe Makes the Heart Grow Fingers. It's a cautionary tale filled with sweet treats. The album features the spunky, say the most meaningful things in the simplest ways, the surfy, Master Stick, Appointment with the Hangman, written by Lawrence Kansas's very own James Grauholtz, and my favorite, the post-punk hammering delight, Dumb and Chinless. So take a trip back to the post-hardcore 80s and enjoy Sun Eater's new record, Sun Eater's 4, Absinthe Makes the Heart Grow Fingers. Sun Eater's songs are like tacos, 
for your ears. Find this album and more at lotuspool.com. Town of the Taco, Kansas City, oh, the place I love. All right, this is Town of the Taco, where we discuss the town that the tacos are in, Kansas City. I have a cup here filled with Kansas City topics. I'll have you pull a couple, and we will discuss. All right. There you go. Oh, I got three. Oh, you got, oh. Oh, dear. All right, let's just take this one. Oh, no. <laughs> What's it say? <laughs> it says, places in KC I'll never eat again. <laughs> Perfect. Places in KC you'll never eat oh, again. Oh, man, Fuzzies. Um, fuzzies Taco Shop. Let's see. Just Fuzzies? Just Fuzzies. The home of the wet taco. <laughs> that should be their new <laughs> slogan. They could sell so many t-shirts yeah. with that. It's like, uh, do you follow Guys Snacks on Twitter? Yeah. Their dildo pie slayed me. Like whoever's doing their marketing, A+. You're a huge pizza fanatic. Have you had the dildo I yet? No, I haven't had that one. I also missed out on the Crab Rangoon pizza, which was their pizza of the month for October. Oh, man. So I need to get with the get with the program they just launched a cheeseburger yes pizza yeah yes that's their november pie and they're actually they're super fun on twitter like we interact with them yeah. under the brand account a lot yeah they're great we did an episode and did their taco pizza and it was great oh yeah really what good. is it like the spanish garden pizza mm -hmm. spanish Oof. gardens yep several people talked about that when we were talking about the thanksgiving like what people would bring to it i think at least three people were like the taco pizza from oh, yeah. guys they Amazing. want us to come do the the dildo sometime but i was like how do i work that it maybe i'll do like a pizza episode i think it just has to be like a sexual innuendo one where <laughs> right. it's like you've got the dildo and you've got i don't know maybe fuzzies again for the wet taco <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we'll figure it out i mean it's yeah it, it was i love going there and getting the uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwich with yes. the barbecue chips yes. in it oh that's another thing i would put on my seven um course really? meal guys barbecued potato chips all right those would be my chips. Uh, let's have you pull another. Okay. Ooh, Kansas City lies. What is the biggest lie you've been told about KC? I mean, I guess that goes back to before we moved here. Yeah, that, before you moved oh here. Oh my gosh. When we moved here, so we moved here from Los Angeles in 2016. And when I gave my notice at my old job, they were like, you're moving somewhere with like cornfields? And I was like, no, it's like a proper city. There's a downtown and like there's bars and restaurants and museums and cafes and like all of the things that you have in a normal big city. But the biggest lie is that people think that the whole place is just like cows and cornfields yep. and that it's tragically uncool, which I don't think is true at all. And I lived in New York, Boston and LA before we moved here. And it's honestly one of my favorite places that I've ever lived. Wow. That's great. Yeah. And you've been here almost, well, uh, uh, six and a half years. That's great. Yeah. Time flies, man. You started effing candle co yeah. You're right here in the heart, almost the heart of the city. Yeah. Right here, eating the food, loving it. Yeah, that's eating great the food. Hear. We can walk to the museums from here. It's a great place. And how many cows have you seen since you've lived here? Um, you have to travel a little ways. Yeah, right? like a handful. My in-laws live out, like way out in Olathe, and so yeah, you'll they see some, some cows, cows and some horses on the way there. Yeah. Well, I don't think we should wait any longer. These tacos are calling our name. What do you say? Let's put these tacos to the test. Let's do it. Oh, 
All right. Now we're looking at these tacos from Bricks. What do you think? What are your first thoughts as you look at these? Aren't these some beautiful tacos? They are beautiful. I love the amount of like slaw on top that's going on. Yeah, I'm into it. We've got fish. So those are the fish. You've got the fish there in front Great. of you. Buttermilk, citrus, cabbage, carrot, and microgreens on the fish taco. How fancy. We've got the quesabiria tacos, which are Zacatecas style. Birria, cilantro, onion, queso, fresco, and consomme. Is there consomme in there? Oh, here's uh, the, is this the oh, consomme? Yeah. Here yep. we go. Got to have the consomme with yeah, the birria. Delicious. And you were telling me before that you love Cancun Fiesta Fresh. Oh my and gosh, this I is do. a offshoot of Cancun Fiesta Fresh. So we are very excited. I'm already doing the happy food <laughs> dance that all girls do. Oh, yeah. There's the consomme. All right. What are we going to do first? Do you want to do the fish first or the birria? Uh, fish first. All right. These come with beans and rice. Delicious. The beans look good. Black beans. Mm -hmm. That is a huge taco. That, yeah. It's gigantic. These look amazing. And we also got the guacamole and chips, which the looks classic. good too. This might be like partially a fork and knife situation to start, or we're gonna wear it. This one is uh, a little messy. Well, not messy, but just very chock full of uh, of ingredients it's here. Generously filled. Now, how would you compare the look of these to the tacos we had <laughs> at Fuzzy's Taco <laughs> Shop that day? Well, the first benefit I see is that they're not dripping wet. <laughs> <laughs> not soggy and not falling apart. And let's see. Oh, the fish is still crunchy, even though it tra traveled a little bit to get here. You know what I love? They give you a, a little lime, too. A yes. little lime to sprinkle on there. The best. Should we take a first bite of I the fish? Did. You already did. How is it? It's delicious. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these are so full. I can already tell this is going to be a delicious fish taco. Yeah. Here we go. Mmm. Wow. It's flaky. It's crunchy. Mm-hmm. These are all happy adjectives this time. <laughs> I hadn't thought about Fuzzy's Tacos in a very long time. You blocked and it out. I feel bad speaking poorly about a small business because I am one. And maybe they've changed. Maybe Fuzzy's has done some work in the last couple of years since that episode. Hopefully so. they listened to the episode and made some changes. <laughs> I think what you said after you took your first bite of the Fuzzy's Taco was, I don't hate it, but I'm not going to finish it. <laughs> and then you never took another bite of another taco. <laughs> I mean, and you had to like push them away from you. It was uh, it was bad. Yeah, that was that was an experience. This is a good one. Yeah, so this is amazing. I love the flakiness of the uh, fish. Mm -hmm. I love whatever they have sprinkled on it to the um mm. all the seasoning mm -hmm. in there. Yeah, because sometimes you get a fish taco and it just looks like someone made some like fish sticks and plunked it in a taco. But this is this is very legit. Amazing. Really good. And I've never really found a fish taco I think is, you know, top notch. So mm. this is really, really good. Tiki taco makes a really good fish taco. And their shrimp tacos are awesome. Mm -hmm. mm. The best thing on their menu, though, is the Nashville hot chicken burrito. Like, we order a lot of Mexican food at the shop. It's kind of our celebration meal. And one time we got tiki taco. And I think I got four meals out of that burrito. It was the that size big. of my life. Yes. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a large person. I'm five foot one and the burrito was about the size of my forearm. <laughs> I might have to review that on my other podcast, Burritoville, because mm -hmm. we don't we don't really talk burrito talk here. It's a whole other thing, you know, <laughs> whole other vibe. But uh, that sounds good. I mean, alternate universe Dave on Burritoville would yeah. think that sounds delicious and we should definitely. They remove. have tacos there. They do. We've had them a couple times on the show. So very good. Very good. And the new location just opened up on Troost. Oh, yeah. Have you been over there? Mm -mm. Very cool location. Not yet. Yeah, this is uh, 
I did good, right? Did yeah. I do good? This oh, is yeah. way better than last time. Redemption, All for right. sure. Phew. Bricks is in the old Westport Saloon location in Westport. It's right next to a cigar shop. Mm-hmm. Right there on Pennsylvania. It's very cool. It has a it has a little live music area in the back. All right. And they have DJs on the weekends. That's cool. So, I mean, you need that in Westport. Right. And if you want to go dance while having tacos, <laughs> I mean, that's the new spot. That's, that's the, the new, new spot. hot spot. I mean, if you're not going to go to Taco Bell Cantina in Westport. You can only have so many Baja Blasts. Yeah. You're right. While you get Baja Blasted Before in Westport. <laughs> Baja Blasted. <laughs> And, and they I'm, actually have the liquor Baja Blast there, where you can get Baja Blasted on on Baja Blasts. It does sound intriguing, because like Taco Bell, if I'm going to get fast food, it's probably going to be Taco Bell. What's your go-to order? Mm, Crunchwrap. Crunchwrap. Always. Right. Mm, this mm, is a great mm, fish taco. Mm, mm. They give you three tacos per order. They also on the menu have enchiladas, which is... I'm I'm intrigued. Yeah. I'd like to check those Are out. Are you going to make a podcast about enchiladas? Um, yeah, I might. Enchilada the town. <laughs> whole whole lot of enchilada with Dave. Whole lot of enchilada. Fuck yeah. There it is. I was like, we're going to have to workshop the name, but then <laughs> then you came up with that just on the spot. Have you thought about it before? Uh, yeah. It's, it's very, it's, I mean, I've thought about it all, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of offshoots. We've got a whole franchise here, you know, I mean, you've got effing candle co. You mm-hmm. could, you could do a effing enchilada line <laughs> where you give everyone an enchilada with a candle, you know, I'm going to have to rezone. I think this building is only zoned for retail. Oh, dang. But Are we breaking any codes right now by eating tacos here in your candle shop? No, definitely not. Okay. We're enhancing the vibe. Now, do you ever shut the lights off and shoot a laser on that disco ball and get get it going in here, mm. dance club style? I haven't yet. I used to have the disco ball in the front windows, and we're in a space with west-facing windows, so we get a lot of direct sunlight. And so throughout the day, it would create all of the like disco ball, uh, I don't know, light balls around the, the shop. Prism shooting yeah, off it. Yeah, thank you. Like, words are hard at the end of the day. <laughs> But I do have someone who is a regular customer and he used to work with like bands and he's like, I'm getting you a light projector hookup for that thing and one of the rotators. And I'm like, all right, I'm open. That's cool. I, I like presents. Yeah. Hook me up. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. I, I always try to incorporate more lasers in in this show. I'd love more to lasers. incorporate more lasers. Yeah. Yeah, we can uh, do some lasers, lasers here. Tacos. We're still, the space is still evolving. Like we took our sweet time kind of getting moved in and figuring out how the space was going to work because it's not just a candle making facility. There's also a little bit of retail here too. So um, yeah, we, we're, we're getting there. I think next year we'll probably make some more improvements to the space, but we moved in just as we were starting to prep for holiday. And so it's just been a sprint. Since right. we got here. You have about, how many candles are there behind you right there that you just did today? hundred and... Uh, like 120-ish. Those were for a corporate order, and I needed to get those taken care of because things are escalating quickly <laughs> around here. <laughs> What's the most candles you've made in a day? Usually it's this because my melters hold about 30 pounds each, and that can get us to about 120 candles before having to reload. And I don't usually want to at the end right. of the day because there's so much prep that goes into it, and you just wait and wait for the wax to get to temperature. But it's a labor of love. Love, yeah. It's on your sweatshirt. Love, yes. love, love. 
love, love. So love. many times. <laughs> what What would you give your final rating on that fish taco out of five golden tacos? Or should Ooh. we do them all together after we've had the quesabiria? I mean, I really liked the fish taco. So I'm giving that four and a half tacos out of five. I'm going to give it four. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. I mean, there's a third one here we might have to split because that was really, yeah. really good. All right, let's try this quesabiria. All right. This looks very good. I like the amount of cheese I'm seeing. Are you a quesabiria fan? I am a huge, huge quesabiria fan. They make it all the time. It's like a big specialty at Cancun Fiesta Fresh. So this is the same recipe, right? It should be. I hope so. Same owners. Mm -mm -mm. Looks really good. Um, here, Don't forget your beef. Oh, yeah. uh, consomme to dip that in. Yeah. All right. Here we go. First bite. This has the cheese in it, too. Man, this looks mm. great. Mm. Again, happy food dance. Mm -hmm. They do a good job. We got their stuff last week on, I think, Wednesday. Our holiday collection launched, and we had a very big day. And so we were here, I don't know, like 14 hours packing up orders. And when we do that, we get food. Usually Cancun. You get the Cancun Fiesta Fresh? Mm -hmm. Now, this is your, this is your neighborhood... What are some restaurants that you hit up all the time here in this this part of town? Mm. This is Midtown, correct? Or would you call it? It's not the Valentine. Is this Valentine? Mm -mm. No. Valentine's a little bit west of here. Okay. We're like Midtown slash Old Hyde Park area. But I actually learned through all of the zoning stuff that we had to do that we are not technically Old Hyde Park. It ends at Main Street. But yes, this is my hood. I live a couple blocks away. And if you are coming to Midtown to eat food... Misab for sure. They have like Caribbean food, Ethiopian food, like anything you could possibly imagine. And their happy hour is pretty dope. And that's in the old Crocstrom, Crocstrom Club yeah, spot. Yeah, I miss that spot, man. And I hear they have tacos at Misab. They do. Have you and had them? No, but Taste Next Door, I think is the same owner. And their tacos are delicious and their wings are awesome. Like their jerk wings at Taste Amazing. And I'm picky about wings. It's like a texture thing. So you'd say wings is a go-to at, at Misab too? Or mm, probably taste for wings, but there's like this creamy chicken pasta thing at Misab. That's my go-to. What about the new Cafe Sofrito? So I went there once and they didn't have my order. <laughs> oh, you ordered it online? I ordered it online and I like showed up and it was right when they opened. So I have a lot of grace for that, but um, we haven't been back yet. The, I think it was like their sandwiches were delicious and their plantains were really good. Is that new? That's just opened up recently too, right? In the last couple months or Yeah, three, they four took months? over the Pirate Bones shop that was there for, I don't know, like four weeks or something. And they've been in that space now since, I want to say August. So I'm hoping that they stick around. Main Street's weird right now. We have a lot of construction yeah. on the streetcar line. It, yep. Yeah, it's kind of bad. This is actually a good day. When we first moved into the space, like the road was all dug up. There was no parking. There was no through traffic on 37th Street. And it was like nonstop chaos. But now things are tame. Yeah, it's a little bit better here. Yeah. There were a lot of holes, a lot of like yeah. crazy <laughs> yeah. turns. You didn't know where you were going. A lot of detours. Yeah, a lot of like, am I driving on the correct side of the street right now yep. feelings? And I don't drive, so I miss out on most of that. My big gripe right now is that the bus has been rerouted, but I definitely feel for all the drivers that are in Midtown because the configuration changes during the day. So like what you drove to work in, if you're going home the same route, totally different. Well, that's going to be great when the streetcar goes by effing candle co that's gonna increase your uh, your business right i hope so i hope we're still in this space because our lease is up right when the streetcar is supposed to oh, run oh no way mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, hopefully you are. Yeah. Hopefully the candles are still flowing and people still like candles, you know, I think in people 2028 will... when the streetcar is done, right? 2025. 26? Oh, 25. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Only a three year lease. I imagine by then if things are continuing to grow the way they will, that this will just be like a flagship location and that will probably be in a warehouse. Okay. Cause we, I mean, We've only been in here since July, and sometimes it feels like we've outgrown the space already. Yeah. I love it in here. It's nice. It's, it's colorful. Really bright. It's yeah. fun. Do you want to try any of the salsa? I'm not sure if this is hot or what, but That's give it a try. Hot. Yeah. It's got a little bit of a... Does it have a kick to it? Is it the hot salsa? Mm-mm. Okay. It's got a late kick to it. I think it, it has a late kick. Okay. I'm into it, though. Do you want to split this last quesabiria? That can be all you. Okay. Because I'm excited about chips, to be okay. honest. Oh, yeah. We got to move on to the chips. I'm a what? chip monster. Do you have a final rating for the... Quesabiria taco? I think it's a four out of five. Just a four out of five. I usually get the quesabiria, like the flour situation with a ton of cheese. So Mm. I've been kind of spoiled by the amount of cheese. You go extra cheese Uh on it. Okay. I'm going to go, I'm right there with you. I'm just going to give it a four out of five. Very good. Yeah. I think the fish taco was really exciting because there's not that many great fish tacos in Kansas City. I think uh, it'd be great if they could even expand their taco. These are the only two tacos they offer there, but they also have a a much bigger menu of other Latin foods. So Mm. like I was saying, they have the enchilada, but then they also have like Tons of salads, steaks, so it's a much more vast uh, menu than than just tacos. So cool. But you know, one good thing is that they don't offer burritos, which I really appreciated. That <laughs> don't don't mess don't mess with that. You know, don't <laughs> just keep the tacos and enchiladas on there. Okay, should we try the um, the chips and guac? Yes. Very big chips. And the guac. Oh my gosh, it's got a lot of the uh, microgreens. Microgreens, yeah. It has so many microgreens that it kind of looks like some. Like guac that Gwyneth Paltrow's personal chef would make. Mm-hmm. They'd be like adaptogenic, <laughs> microgreen infused guacamole. I think that's actually what it's called on the menu. I think it was called Paltrow's guac <laughs> or guac guacif Paltrow. <laughs> These are good chips. Mm, yeah. These are different than the chips that Cancun Fiesta Fresh had last week. Really. Yeah, I'm into it. These are definitely homemade. I love the guac because it's got big old chunks of avocado in there. And the chips are nice and salty. Mm-hmm. Mm, fuck me up. <laughs> oh, oh, man. All of this is so much better than in the last episode you were on. <laughs> it's okay. It's a new day. I mean, I it has wanna... been two years, like almost to the day. I know. That's crazy. <laughs> I think we did it like Black Friday yep. a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Guess where I'll be on Black Friday. Right here. here? <laughs> yeah. Are you open? We are. Oh, man. Yeah, we'll busy have day. A busy day that day. Yeah, we usually, we'll start our Black Friday sale on Wednesday before Thanksgiving, and it will run through Cyber Monday. That's great. And they also have at uh, Bricks, they have a ton of cocktails. It's kind of a cocktail bar type feel. Yeah. Cocktail bar with uh, tacos and a dance club on the weekends. I might just, I might just move in. <laughs> Sounds like. A great place for me. Whereas I'll be at home with my cat. Oh, you're not you're not gonna hang out. You're staying at home with your cat. You're not gonna go to the the DJ bricks probably, on the weekends. Probably not. Okay. I mean, to be honest, I'm like in my sweatpants at 7 p.m. Okay, right. I mean, it's like almost my bedtime now. Right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh no, it's only 5:35. <laughs> Just kidding. Daylight savings time is very confusing for all involved. <laughs> it feels so late and like we're across the street from the whole person, which people are voting at today. And it's very confusing because it's pitch black outside. And I'm like, wait, is it not time to go to sleep? This is a good redemption meal. So glad. I felt so bad about that two years ago. (laughs) 
been thinking about it forever. It's like, how do I make it up to Birdie? I think the saddest part is that we were at Plate and like their food is so good, but that was not the goal of the podcast recording. It was not to eat Plate's food. Because we were being safe during COVID and recording outdoors and it was kind of cold out. Oh yeah. It was cold out. It was warm for November though. It could have been a lot worse. Right. It's cold. It was a little chilly. We were eating cold, wet tacos and not eating plates food. But yeah, plate lettuce record there outside on the patio. What a time to be alive. It was, yeah, it was, it was a time for sure. Unprecedented times, pre-vaccine even. Right. We were on the edge. We, yeah. were, we were really, you know, doing a, a food podcast during a pandemic, not very easy. Mm-hmm. I don't recommend it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> what would you give? Okay. Final rating. Uh, Bricks. Bricks Latin American Cuisine. Four out of five tacos. Four out of five golden tacos. Mm-hmm. I'm going 4.1 out of five. Oh. I thought this was delicious all around. Great chips and guac. Haven't tried the beans yet. Oh, yeah, beans. Are you going to try beans the beans and rice? and rice? Yeah. I've got some good and bad reviews. Oh, no. Of, of me? Of Bricks. <laughs> and we're going to have you read these. So this is a part of the show called Good and Bad Reviews, Red and Funny Voices. Oh, man. Bad reviews on Talk of the Town. Talk of the Town. Talk of the Town. Talk of the Town. Just pick pick one of those bad reviews and then pick one of the good reviews. Oh, okay. I think there's just one good review, right? It says, McGee says, the overall experience was great. We loved the music and cocktails. The food was very bland. We ordered the ribeye, quesadilla, and calamari. The only item we enjoyed eating was the macaroni and cheese. Oh, okay. That that went downhill pretty fast. But the overall experience was great. So I'm confused. How many stars did you give it? Two stars. Oh, wow. The other bad review was a three-star review. And it says the, the feedback is that the place is next door to a cigar shop and you can smell it through the restaurant, which is not something they can <laughs> control. So, and that was three stars? That was three stars. Now I'm going to vouch for that guy, that person. It does smell like cigar smoke in there. I bet it's hard for it to not smell that yeah. way. I mean, so our space, we are actually carved into a tattoo shop next door. Like we have completely separate storefronts, but I thought that their shop was comparable in size to ours. And then I went in there and they have like four times as much space and we share a drop ceiling. And so when the grow shop was here, Mm. they were growing, um, you know, like jazz lettuce. And they said that it smelled like marijuana in their shop all the time. Because when we moved in here, we wanted to make sure that the neighbors knew that we were going to be creating a lot of smells, as one does as a candle maker. And they were like, oh, no, we're we're used to smells coming from your space. Now, did they leave any of the jazz cigarette lettuce here when, like, accidentally left some in a cupboard as you were moving in? I haven't found it yet, but I would love to find that as a gift because it is my favorite pastime. (laughs) As we heard earlier in the show with your tweets. Yes. Yes. Your stoning baloney. Stoning baloney tweets. Here's a good review. This is from 1010. He says, words can't explain how great this place is. You really just have to try it yourself. From the service to the food and presentation, I'll be back a lot. Five stars. 
I forgot about the silly voice part. Yeah, you want to redo it? No, it's okay. okay. <laughs> it looks like when you're in elementary school and they like call on you to read in class and you get like major anxiety because you're like, yeah. what if I fuck up? Yeah. And then I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> you did good. I like the way you did it. That was like fresh and new. Yeah, you're just kind of like... You're like really eased back about it and laid back. Well, yeah, it's very good. I I highly recommend it. Brand new place just opened like three months ago in Westport. If you're having a hankering for some tasty tacos, I would recommend to stop in. Do you have any final final words on bricks? No, I love it. I I mean, everything was delicious. You should try the beans. I'm going to try the beans. They're like really smoky. The rice looks legit, and I'm kind of a fan of the microgreens. I'm not going to lie. Lots of microgreens. Very good. Yeah, I'm going to go and try that enchilada and get get started on a whole lot of enchilada, <laughs> the new podcast. <laughs> Look for it, folks. It's coming your way. Uh, we'll be right back after this break. Taco the town, taco the town. Taco the town, taco the town. And now, it's time to get serious. It's time for Taco Topics. All right. Thanksgiving. It's right around the corner. Are you excited? I mean, it's a big food holiday. What, what's your favorite What's your favorite holiday, by the way? My favorite holiday is Valentine's Day. I just love it. I think it's fun and there's like cute little Valentines. It's not like the whole like love thing. It's just like a fun day because Galentine's Day right. happens. You gotta help. Yeah. I love Galentine's Day. <laughs> So much, so much that I made it. What day is Valentine's Day on? Is it like this? It's the 13th. Okay. So it's the day before? And it's the best day of the year. Didn't you know? I was going to, I thought maybe Thanksgiving would be up there for you. Thanksgiving is definitely up there. But honestly, like owning a retail company now, Thanksgiving is just the signifier that it's all about to happen. Right. For retail season. Let's see. Valentine's Day is going to be on a Monday in 2023. Got to put that on the calendar. Yeah. I remember that. Oh, it's already on the calendar for me. Well, instead of doing taco (laughs) topics, which you did last time you were on the show, we're going to do turkey topics. Great. This is the taco topics Thanksgiving edition. I've got turkey questions. I need turkey answers. Are you ready? I am a turkey. So yes, let's go. All right. What's the one thing you look for in your turkey? (laughs) What's every turkey have to have for you to have an enjoyable turkey experience? Um, Like the turkey's personality or like how, okay. Style of turkey. Um, Do you go turkey on Thanksgiving or you switch it up? uh, We switch it up sometimes. So we try to alternate holidays with my in-laws every other year. We spend either Thanksgiving or Christmas with them On, on the years that we don't spend the holiday with them, we stay home and I make chicken parm and pasta from scratch. Whoa, that sounds real good. Chicken parm? Is my favorite food. Yes. Oh my gosh. Somehow didn't make it into my seven course meal. You're right. It didn't. I have failed myself. (laughs) I mean, there would be a lot of addendums to my seven course meal because the other day I was thinking about it and I was like, why didn't I put a seafood tower on there? Oh yeah. What was I thinking? I blew it. It's going to have to be a Google Doc where we track the revisions. But from a turkey perspective, (laughs) from a turkey about turkey, I think that it's just not dry. Honestly, I don't understand the whole Thanksgiving thing because I've never had a turkey that knocked my socks off. No offense to turkeys. Give me like a roast chicken instead. Not a rotisserie chicken, though. And definitely not 40 of them. Oh, man. If you had to eat 40 rotisserie turkeys, (laughs) that that dude would be dead for sure. (laughs) 
how many gallons of gravy would you go through (laughs) eating 40 turkeys? And like turkeys can vary in size greatly. I watched like an Instagram story the other night and this woman was outlining how much food you should have for like two people, for five people, for 10 people, for 20 people. And like she had a turkey that was like four pounds and she had a turkey that was like 28 pounds. So you got to be really specific with your turkey wishes. Yeah. I saw Hy-Vee was selling like... You get a free turkey if you buy a whole ham. Oh. Would you think that sounds like a good deal? It does. And it's like very Italian, actually, because growing up, my grandmother always did antipasto, a pasta course, the sausage and peppers. And Mm. then we would get to the Thanksgiving stuff. And she always did a ham and a turkey, plus all of the sides. It was... Whoa. Yeah. It was... Iconic ham and turkey, ham and turkey and pasta. Yes, like the pasta alone was a great meal, but you had to pace yourself. You got to grandma's at 10 and you knew that you were eating from 10 a.m. until like 10 p.m. Where do the meatballs fall in? Is it different grandma? Same grandma. Same grandma. Yeah. We've talked about so many different types of food (laughs) on this episode. I'm so hungry. Just had these tacos, but I am very hungry. Gosh, I really want pasta and chicken parm for Thanksgiving this year. Yeah. Sounds great. Um, There's like a new pasta spot over on the west side called Pasta Zero? Zero Pasta? Please hold. Oh, up on the hill? Yeah. And they, on their Thanksgiving menu, they have a lasagna. Mm. Pasta, zero, zero pasta, Casey. Their Thanksgiving menu looks very legit. Wow. Yeah. Shop small. Eat pasta for sure. (laughs) One million percent. All right. Question number two out of 75. We're going slow here. Do you prefer dark meat or white meat with your turkey? Uh, I'm a dark meat girl. Hot or mild yams. What are you doing with your yams? Hot or mild yams? Do you put spices on your yams? Yeah. Make them hot. Oh, no. I'm like a... I want it as almost like a dessert. Okay. So like the whole yam situation has... Cold yams, mild yams. No, like sweet yams, sweet like yams. brown sugar and marshmallows on top. Yes. Yeah, that's okay. what I'm doing All right. with my yams. Do you go, are you more of a stuffing person or are you more of a dressing person? I think I'm a stuffing person. That's what I grew up on. And my mom always like, she would stuff the turkey and then as like a safety precaution, she would unstuff the bird, rebake the stuffing so that we wouldn't like die of food poisoning. <laughs> Make sure you get that little bag out of the turkey first. Oh, yeah. First. Oh, my gosh. Don't cook. Tur- turkey is not an amateur thing to make. And I have so much respect for those Butterball hotline people that are, like, available literally 24 hours a day. Yes. It's wild. Like, you can call them with any turkey question. Amazing. What a service. I didn't know they still did that. That's great. I think so, yeah. Maybe you could Zoom them now. You think you could Zoom the turkey people? <laughs> that actually would be really helpful. From your kitchen. That would be great. <laughs> because like when people write in and they have questions about candles or like something isn't performing the way they expect it to, I'm like, please just send me a picture because I don't know what is going on. I need to see it. Okay. What are you drinking with your turkey? You going wine? You going beer? Going hard liquor. Ooh. Um, is Thanksgiving a, a holiday where you need some hard liquor to get through the day? I actually like to start any holiday with a Bloody Mary. Like, I'm waking up in the morning and I'm drinking a salad with vodka dressing before the day gets started. <laughs> and then throughout the day, I'm probably drinking apple cider. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Oh, non-alcoholic? Non-alcoholic, just like delicious apple juice. That's very... um. 
New Englandy of you. It is. Yeah, it's very wholesome. <laughs> What's your favorite side dish with your turkey? We talked about it a little bit. Are you going mashed potatoes and gravy? Corn, cranberries, yams, stuffing, dressing, peas, mac and cheese, deviled eggs. Oh. Or did I leave something out? I honestly, I could eat my weight in mashed potatoes anytime, any day. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've gone to Cosentino's downtown just for like a 32-ounce thing of mashed potatoes and gravy. They, they kind of know me. They're like, oh, here comes the mashed potato girl. <laughs> What kind of gravy? Do you do gravy? Oh, yeah. Or just butter? Gravy for sure. You going and brown gravy, white gravy, light gravy? So I did not grow up with white gravy, and I have not yet acquired a taste for it, despite living in the Midwest for the last six and a half years. So I'm brown gravy all the way. Ideally, mushroom gravy, if I'm being picky about oh, it. Oh, wow. Yeah. That sounds really good. What's something that's very Long Island that, that's on the table? I mean, we've already mentioned a lot of things, but is there something that I left off? I'm, I'm very Midwest on my list there. Is there something that I left off that you'd have growing up on your Thanksgiving plate besides a whole ham and a turkey (laughs) (laughs) and pasta, chicken parm? I usually bring shrimp cocktail to Thanksgiving. That's usually like my contribution. That was something that I grew up with and I always thought it was like so fancy. I thought we were like so rich. (laughs) We were so poor growing up, but we still managed to have shrimp cocktail. So that's like the thing that I bring. I'm bringing, I'm bringing the shrimp. That sounds great. Which is weird because then you've got like, you've got your shrimp, you've got your turkey, maybe you have a ham, who knows? Anything goes. Isn't it weird that Thanksgiving is such a huge... A meal that like later, like, is there a big Hanukkah? Do you eat every night or do you just eat, have one big meal? Um, It's usually one big meal. And cause like latkes are a labor of love. You're peeling potatoes, you are like shredding them and you're probably making a brisket that has been in the oven Ooh. for like 16 hours. Wow. Yeah. Hanukkah is a big deal. So Hanukkah is kind of uh, the same as a Thanksgiving meal, like the amount of food or is it not as much food or? Um, it's just different. Just different food. I, I think that Thanksgiving gets a little bit out of hand because like you're cooking <laughs> a whole bird and how many people are coming to your house? Like I would love to meet, I've never met someone. I would love to meet someone who is like, oh yeah, we finish our bird that night. No, no. I've, that's never happened. No. No. Unless you've run out of food, in which case, all right, I'll let that slide. But yeah, no, it's just a different amount of food. And no offense to Thanksgiving, but I'm taking Hanukkah any day of the week. Can you bring your big gallon of mashed potatoes to Hanukkah? <laughs> you can, but you're also eating latkes. Okay. So Too much potato? Not to me. Okay. Not to me. Okay. Never too many potatoes. I just always felt like Thanksgiving compared to Christmas dinner, is Thanksgiving is so much bigger and better. Yes. So, I mean, we always had ham at Christmas. One Christmas we had spaghetti and that was a disaster. Nobody liked it. What? So I'm going to suggest tacos for Christmas. Yeah. Tacos for Christmas yeah. for sure. Um, Here's a big one. F. Mary Kill, mashed potatoes and gravy, pumpkin pie, buttered rolls. What are you doing? Oh, I'm killing the rolls. I'm marrying the potatoes and I'm fucking the pie. There you go. That was easy. Yep. That's the right I haven't answer. even had gummy yet. <laughs> That's the correct answer. <laughs> is pumpkin pie your go-to pie? Your family's go-to pie? It what? is not. We are a pecan pie family. Oh, okay. Because ice cream. Any pie I can eat with ice cream. You is... go chocolate pie ever? Not really. Okay. 
I don't think that pie crust and chocolate are the most compatible. Mm, interesting. But that's just my snobby take. Okay. Have you ever had a Thanksgiving meal where you've turned down the turkey? <laughs> yes. <laughs> or not eaten it? Like, had it, like the kitchen was a turkey disaster. Something happened. Yeah. So one year I surprised my mom and I flew home from Boston and she didn't have any plans on Thanksgiving. And I was like, nope, that's not happening. I'm flying in. We're doing Thanksgiving together. And I surprised her. And she obviously did not have any Thanksgiving ingredients around. So we went to Stop and Shop like Thanksgiving morning at like 10 a.m. And they're out of turkeys. So there's like some turkey drumsticks and a turkey breast or whatever. And we buy them and we get them home. And I opened up the package and I was like, oh, no, this does not smell good. Oh, no. And I was like, does this smell weird? My mom smelled it, and she was like, oh, fuck no, we're not eating that. So there was not turkey that year. Oh. I cannot remember what we ate instead, but that was that was the turkey disaster year. That was actually my next question. Have you ever had a Thanksgiving <laughs> dinner where you ate something other than turkey? So I yes. guess you've, you've eaten ham, chicken parm. Yep, chicken parm is probably my favorite year's. Pasta. Yes. We got to do a pasta Thanksgiving sometime. I mean, that could be your Christmas. Right. There you go. And then you just go to like zero, zero pasta, buy a couple lasagnas, and then you get to actually enjoy the day. That's usually my like my rub with any of the holidays that require you to cook like three days in advance. Because I'm like, wait, I have to go grocery shopping. I'm probably going back to the grocery store 18 times because I don't have enough butter and I probably forgot 15 things on the list. And then you get around to the day and you don't want to eat any of the food because you've been looking at it since Sunday and some of it's in the freezer. And then you're like, why do we do this every year? This isn't fun (laughs) is always my question. I'm like, why do we do this? It's not a good time. I think a good podcast would be just going to the grocery store with you and walking down the aisles and having you pick (laughs) out stuff off the shelf. (laughs) When you're stoning baloney. Ooh, when I'm stoned, for sure. That would, yeah. I'm going to need somebody else's credit card for that, though. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any turkey no-nos or turkey phobias? Ooh, I mean, an undercooked bird, for sure, is a no-go for me. Um, A turkey without gravy, because it's dry. Yeah. It's not not the best food. I don't know why we do it. Yeah, it's got to have, I mean, you got to put all the gravy on there just to eat it. Tryptophan in turkey, you think that's true or false? You think that's just another one of the government's turkey lies? I think it's slanderous against turkey, big turkey. I mean, I can take a nap after any meal. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. So, so this is traditions on Thanksgiving. Do you watch the Thanksgiving Day Parade, the Macy's Parade? Yes. Uh, are you watching that, or do you skip it? I am watching it every year, every single year. All the bad lip syncing. All the bad lip syncing. There are so many ads in it now. There's so many commercial breaks. They give you like a glimpse of Snoopy, and then there are like 57 commercials. So that's not my favorite part of it, but I still really like it. I I always used to watch it for the Spider-Man balloon. That was always my favorite. Oh, yeah. I was in it for Snoopy and Garfield and seeing the Rockets. I always wanted to be a Rocket. And then when I stopped growing at five foot one, my mom was like, that dream is not (laughs) happening. And I was like, Have you been to see him perform? Have you been to Radio City? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Is New York at Christmas time? I've never been. um, What's, so magical. Is that the time to go? Um, it depends. Do you like crowds? Sure. Because everything is crowded. Everyone goes there. Every, I mean, yes. The The window displays are incredible. The tree is glorious. Going to see the Rockettes and seeing the Christmas show. Yes. Definitely like a bucket list trip. Oh, I think we've already talked about this. 
Do you nap in front of the TV after the meal? How long is your nap? Or do you pick up a football game, maybe do a pickup football game in the backyard? What's your... I definitely don't do football. <laughs> or do you um... run... Do you do one of those... Um... <laughs> Do you do one of those uh, those runs that they have on oh, Thanksgiving morning? Oh, God, no. Morning? Do I, I look know. athletic? Can you believe people do that? <laughs> I am so glad that I did not marry into a turkey trot family. Yeah. Like, n- that's a no for me. Um, and you don't do the pickup football. I don't do the pickup football. Okay. I, I usually go for a walk with my sister-in-law, and we kind of, like, gossip about the family. <laughs> that's cool. That's a good tradition. <laughs> Have you ever been to the Plaza Lighting? Do you ever do that? Have you ever done it? Yes, we did it in 2018, and it was actually really fun. Was we, the weather good? The weather was really nice. Um, we like went up into one of the parking structures that had a balcony, and so no one was around us. We could see everything and just enjoy it without being like in the clusterfuck down that's there. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that's the way to do it. Um, this is the speed round. These are um, yay or nay answers. Just say yay or nay. These are different turkey types. I just want to know if you're into them or not. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Turkey pizza. Nay. Turkey salad. Nay. Turkey sandwich. Yes. Turkey burgers. Yes. Turkey dogs. No. Turkey for breakfast. Nope. Turkey soup. Eh, yeah, I guess. Turkey tetrazzini. Yes. Turkey chili. Mm, no. Turkey spaghetti. No. Turkey risotto. No. Turkey tacos. No. Turkey enchiladas. No. That's a whole lot of enchilada. <laughs> turkey pot pie. Yes. Turkey a l'orange. No. Turkey hats. Yes. The country turkey. I've never been. I have no opinions. No opinions? No. Not on their government situation right now? I'm going to have to read a few news articles. Do some research? Yeah. All right. Okay. You did good on that. So (laughs) yes to Turkey Tetrazzini. Yes. Okay. Rachel Ray. I remember her making it in like the 90s. I used to watch her show all the time. Did I say turkey casserole? No. Are you into that? Would you be into that? I think it like falls into the same category as pot pie for me. All right. This is not the speed round. This is uh, another question. A favorite song to listen to in the car when you're on your way over the river and through the woods to your Thanksgiving dinner. Something that gets you really fired up. (laughs) Bohemian Rhapsody. (laughs) My dad used to listen to like all the classic rock stations. And inevitably, every single time we were driving to my grandma's house, that song would come on. And one of the first movies he ever took me to in the theater was Wayne's World. So we have like a very special place in our heart for Queen. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a great participation song in the car. (laughs) Got to be in the car too to headbang. (laughs) Okay, this is the part of the show called Random Turkey Question of the Week. Random taco question of the week. Throw me out a number between 1 and 92 and I'll read you a random turkey question. 45. 45. All right, here we go. All right, here we go. The Turkey Cleanse book has a turkey personality test and I just want to know what kind of turkey personality you are. Are you a turkey purist, a turkey adventurist, a turkey sentimentalist, or a turkey contortionist? I think I'm probably a sentimentalist. Yeah, all those family memories. I mean, that's really like what the holidays are. You're just always trying to like recapture those memories that you couldn't bottle up for later. Right. And um, yeah, and every... Every turkey has a special place. It has a special memory. Every time you eat that turkey, 
it just brings back all the memories, right? It does. You wouldn't say you're a turkey purist because that would mean you only like one type of turkey and you don't eat like any other kinds of turkey, right? No, because actually the best turkey I've ever had was a deep fried turkey. And bless the person who is brave enough to do that because it couldn't be me. Right. Because that's like a ticking time bomb. Oh right? my gosh. I mean, I work around materials that are flammable. I make a product that is intended to be lit on fire. Those two things back there look like bombs right there. <laughs> that are back they on could the be transformed into turkey fryers. Oh, I, oh yeah, you're right. They I actually look forgot like... to turn one off because I can hear it like the oh. heating element Uh-oh. click on and off. It's fine. <laughs> We're fine. I think I'm a turkey sentimentalist too. Every turkey brings back a memory of turkey's past, you know? Of course. But it's got to have that gravy on it, that those mashed oh, yeah. potatoes, yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me here at the shop tonight. Of course. Thanks for having me. This was so much fun. So where can people order your, your candles and get their orders in before the holidays? Yes. Our uh, website is effingcandleco.com, and our holiday shipping cutoff is going to be December 16th, which is a Friday. You can also come visit us at the shop at 3703 Main Street, you know, get your sniff on. And coming soon, 2023, the Taco the Town podcast candle. Yes. Which will be flavored, smell like (laughs) tortilla chips, leather, maybe some bean, bean dip. Bean dip. Yeah. Um, And maybe some lavender. Oh, wow. That's a, (laughs) that's quite a combination. That's like Something a pregnant woman would dream up as a snack, I think. I don't even know. You should take some of your your food combo ideas and turn those into candles. The problem is that I don't actually love food smelling candles. Okay. Like if I'm going to smell food, I want it to be actual food. Right. Um, so our collection skews a little bit more earthy, grounding, not so many. We obviously have like food scented candles, which it is the season. Like gingerbread is one of our best sellers. How much does a one candle run? Don't you have a couple specials too, or you can buy, buy two? And- we do. So a single candle is $34. If you buy two, you save 10%. If you buy four, you save 15%. And if you buy eight plus, you save 20%. And we've got like all these little gifts with purchase that we scatter throughout the year. Cool. Um, so yeah, check out the website. It's effingcandleco.com. That's E-F-F-I-N-G. Yes. And where can people follow you on, uh, on the Twitter if they... My personal Twitter is the Birdie Hansen, and all of the company handles are just at Effing Candle Co. Cool. Well, thanks so much for being on the show, and thanks for talking tacos and turkey with me. Of course. Thanks for having me. Remember, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Taco the Town KC. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, iHeartRadio, and lots of other places. And be sure to give us a five-star review. Thanks to super engineer Matt Allen and everyone back at the Taco the Town corporate office. Our music Music is by Sun Eaters, courtesy of Lotus Pool Records. Thanks to Birdie for having us out to the shop tonight. And be safe out there, everybody. And remember to keep supporting your local neighborhood taco spots. Have a great Thanksgiving. And until next time, go go eat eat some tacos. Lotus Pod.